you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the uh, Beardcast, we're going to continue our famous uh, prayers uh, by looking at um, one that um, a lot of people uh, do pray quite a bit. It's the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Um, Zach, I'm going to let you uh, pray that prayer for us, and, um, and then we'll begin. So. Of course. Won't you join me? Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury pardon, where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, and it is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Matt, as you hear those words and hear that prayer, what sticks out to you? I think that um, the first two lines of um, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace, you know, bring, drawing a center that we are called to be um, instruments of God's peace. Um, and, and then it like, it kind of like, to me, it rolls down from there, um, where there's hatred, let me say love, where there's injury, pardon. Like, I mean, it kind of rolls down from that spot of centering us and making, helping us be centered and being an instrument, um, for, um, for God and to be used by God to bring peace. And like, I don't know, I always love that line where there's hatred, let me say love. Um, and that's kind of a good mantra, um, for those that may need a kind of a mantra style prayer um, to just lean into a little more. Um, and then, I mean, it, like I said, it kind of, kind of just trickles down and it builds us mm-hmm. towards, you know, the end and um, you know, to be loved is to love. And I mean, like to me, it's just one of those things where it's just like challenging us to um, be aware of like what we're doing and what could be. I mean, that's kind of the way I see mm-hmm. this. Yeah, no, I totally agree that 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 beginning the the top half there is make me an instrument of your peace, and here's how we do this, right? Um, that back end sticks out to me as well. Uh, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, and so on. It it removes the. It's a prayer to be selfless, right? Uh, that this isn't about me. And for me to understand and me to be loved and me to receive, but it is about how we take a position of selflessness to understand first, to love first, to give first, to forgive first for others. And, and in those actions, we too receive those, those moments, those things. But I don't think you can do that without the top part without being an instrument of God's peace, without being an instrument of God's love and forgiveness and faith, hope, light, and joy. Right. Um, I I'm with you. I think, uh, all St. Francis, uh, 
crafted such a prayer that builds from this idea of peace all the way down through eternal life, but focusing on the selflessness of what it means to live into these actions uh, and um, points of faith. Well, and like, I like how he ends it. Uh, it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. Um, and, you know, like I think about what's all going on in the world and that some of these things, you know, that we're um, having to let go of. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm talking about things. I don't want to talk about, like, I'm not necessarily focusing on people, but like the things, like, you know, the events and stuff. Like the question can be, what can we create out of that? Or maybe it's time to move on to something. Um, but yet the, um, trueness of who we are stays and that's the you know the kind of the eternal thing um, and i always think of like this you know like you know how we continue to live on eternally um, is through how people carry on our stories and how people carry on who we were in this world um, to me that's like the one big way that we continue to live on i mean I know there's some theological things that we could talk about on that and spend numerous podcasts talking about eternal life but like one of the big things for me is is encouraging people to like realize that it like how we live on forever is how people continue to tell our stories and we think about like you know i, I don't know about you zach but i have you know I, there are uh, great grandparent stories that i tell um you know and some of the stories were passed on to me um and so like um you know that's how the those memories are carried on and and as christians like um as a part of um judaism like judaism does a really good job of telling your story um, and telling like their whole story and about where they've been and how things are christianity not so much and we've lost that art of telling that story of, of sharing like where we've came from and like some of the good things and some of the bad things and like um and and you know christian history is so rich um and there's so much to unpack and i think if we really unpacked it it would allow us to see that where we are today like the idea would be to be better than we were then and like are we moving forward um, and some would say yes and some would say no and like some would say we're not doing enough and like I mean we could definitely unpack that and I've gone on this like long spiel about that but I think like when this prayer when we pray this prayer it, it centers us to to open ourselves up to like how we allow God in and how we allow God out um, you know those times we have doubt like it's calling us to have faith those times of despair hope like I mean how many of you in the middle of this of this pandemic have felt despair and then like you see something that gives you a ray of hope. Uh, I mean, and like, and I think that that's what, like, as I think about this, that's kind of what resonates with me right now. For sure. I mean, it, that it, it's all about being in our, in our humanness, right? And all the things that make us human, it's, <laughs> it's hatred, it's injury, it's doubt, it's despair, it's darkness, it's sadness, it's um, the selfishness of just understand me, you know, and love me and all, right? And this is making that room to go, well, make room for the spirit, make room, sit in your humanness that, and all that makes you human, but remember that there is forgiveness there is faith there is hope there's life there's joy there's love there's there's this room for everything and especially in in days like these right in the in the in the covid era we tend to stick on the other side of things with despair and doubt and darkness and sadness because that's the overarching feeling of the world right now um and this prayer is to make hope for the other end of that for the peace, for the faith, for the hope, for the light, for the joy, because in the midst of darkness and despair and sadness, 
there is that. Um, but we have to make room for it. We have to find it. We have to have the faith enough to go, okay, where's it at? Uh, and see where God is at work. Um, because sometimes, sometimes for us, it's hard because the other things get in the way, right? Well, and I think that's where it's about balance. Yeah, you can't right. have one too much one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that that's, you know, like as I, as I read through this prayer and as we talk about it, like that whole idea of balance and praying, like as we... Right. Like we shouldn't have too much despair, but we need to have some hope and we shouldn't have too much hope without looking at some despair, you know, making, you know, kind of balancing it out and bringing it to just a nice little like bobblehead type. Yeah. But I I think the thing with balance is people want people, we as people, as humans are afraid to sit in the darker side of that balance. Right. Um, Because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. It, It feels sad. And we don't like to sit in that. And so we, we swing to the other side of, uh, I'm a very opt, I'm overly optimistic. Um, and, and so I'm guilty of this, of sitting in the hopeful side of things, rather than just allowing myself to be in the doubt, despair and darkness of stuff so that I can then see the hope that comes from it. And, and I think that's the thing when we talk about balance, it's, <laughs> we have to have both right um and not be afraid to sit in in both sides of that because that's where we see god at work if we allow ourselves those moments just to be and to be in our doubt to be in our sadness um so that we can see the hope and joy on the other side of that uh, of that balance and i think that that's where the tension of it like we have to hold that intention I, I think that's the tension of this prayer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that tension is there. And like, I think it draws us to that tension to be aware of that tension and that it's okay to have that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you pray, like sometimes prayers are prayed, whether they're a famously written prayer or just a, a prayer where it's like so optimistic. It's like, it doesn't even answer what we're trying to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Like, and then sometimes you have a prayer that's like trying to answer to what's going on here. And it's like, there's no hope. And so like mm-hmm. it, it, this prayer brings out some balance uh, for us to be aware of and to pay attention to and to be open to. Um, and, and I think that that's a healthy way. I mean, I think it's a good way for us to pray. I mean, I, I hope that your church has used this um, sometime throughout um, the year. Um, I know it's one that I use sparingly. I mean, I use it probably two or three times a year. Um, I use it in other uh, special situations as well. Um, and, I, and it's just a great prayer to pray. Um, uh, whether, I mean, if you're looking for something to pray uh, on a prayer life, I think it's definitely a good, good uh, prayer to pray. So it that, definitely is. Um, so as you think about these uh, things, is it like, is there anything else you want to add to the conversation today? No, I, I would just say, um, this is one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Um, I use it, I use it in service as much as the Lord's Prayer, probably. Uh, these interchange for me. Uh, throughout the service, um, because it just hits that deep place of of who we are as people, um, and and I encourage you whether it's this one or any other any prayer that you find that's meaningful for you, um, use it, pray it in any way that you can, and uh, see where God is leading you in those moments to be you, to be human and uh feel all of the things that we feel um and i think this prayer is one of those that that helps us find grounding and centering in what it means to be us
So I want to thank you uh, for joining us today um, on the Bearded Theologians podcast. Um, you can go to our website at beardedtheologians.com. We've got all sorts of great content and all sorts of um, stuff up available for you. Um, you can order um, masks and all sorts of things too through our Zazzle and all that stuff. Um, you know, just join in and connect with us and let us know how you feel. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.